Oh, you've only gone and done it, people. You've only gone and done it. You've tuned in to the best, shortest-running, peanuts-based podcast on planet Earth. I think that is all true. If it's not, then don't write in and tell us. I am 50% of your co-hosting parties. I am hopefully joined on the other end by the other 50%. Hi, Chief. It's Parky. How are you doing? Woo! Thank the Lord the Parky <laughs> showed up. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not bad, mate. Uh, yourself? Yeah, good, good. How's your week been? What have you been up to? Well, I've been watching a lot of World Championship Athletics, just hot off the back of watching about four hours this evening, in fact. And yeah, I, I just watched the women's 100 metres sprint final, won by uh, Shikari Richardson, who I thought would get a medal, but I did not think she'd win. I thought um, Shakira Jackson, Sharika, sorry, Sharika Jackson would win. She came second. But did you watch that final? Uh, I saw it. I, I saw the re- repeat. A lane eight victory. Doesn't happen very often, eh? Yes, yes. Uh, I think it might have even been a lane nine. But Oh, my word. Yes. I didn't even yeah, know there think, was a lane nine nowadays. Well, I think oh. what happened, yeah, normally they actually run lanes two to nine. They don't actually run lanes one to eight. So they run lanes two oh. to nine. Then I watched yeah. the uh, men's 110 metres hurdles. This is this is the World Championship Athletics for people that don't know in Budapest, Hungary. And last night, uh, night before, was the men's 100 metres final. Won by Noah Lyles, the 200 metre specialist, but he has now won the 100. Hot favourite for the 200. But yeah, big, big, big fan of athletics. You are. You, did you once uh, self self uh, describe yourself as the king of minority sports, if I remember rightly? Yeah, quite that, possibly. It's, athletics isn't really a minority sport. Though. No, no, you didn't. You called Doogie Donnelly the king of minority sports. Used to be a big fan of Doogie Donnelly. Well, still am. Really? I don't know if he's dead or not. But if you're still with us, Doogie. Uh, <laughs> Doogie, if you're work, listening. But, yeah. But the king like of Hazel, minority Hazel podcasts. No. What well, I'm telling you what I'm a big fan of. I'm a big fan of any kind of sporting event where the... The, the general monetary reward is slim pickings. So I'm a big yeah. fan of any, any, I watch, so Olympics, both winters and summers, I will take 17 days off work. And I don't care what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm needed at work. I'm not coming in 17 days. And I will generally have two TVs and two laptops open. So simultaneously, I can watch equestrian, diving, uh, modern <laughs> pentathlon and judo all at the same time. I watch about 12 hours a day, then I watch the recap show at the end of the evening. So I watch a lot of, of Olympics, probably more than any person on planet Earth. Yeah, you, you, I was going to say, you must account for 50% of all red button presses in the United yep. Kingdom for looking <laughs> at those, those other sports. So when you have to press the red button, do you often have to go and watch a sport without commentary? Is it literally just the sounds of the sport? Well, fortunately for Olympics, you know, maybe in when I was watching Beijing, I was getting up in the early hours of the morning. I think a lot of those sports, yes, you're right. There was badminton on and mixed doubles, and I'll be watching that, not knowing what's going on. But well, I know, <laughs> I know how I know how badminton works, but I wouldn't be knowing the the competitors necessarily. But now, I think with London 2012, that's when the BBC up their game for coverage, obviously. So yeah, yeah. but I like I yeah. like these kind of sports where. The athletes are doing it for the pure love. They're not these overpaid chumpton footballers or soccer for all our fans <laughs> in the USA who get paid 200 grand a week to kick a ball for 90 minutes and then moan that there's too many games in a season. I want these people who are running 10,000 metres around a track and getting paid 50 quid. That's, that's, for the love. That's I, yeah, they probably get more than 50 quid, but not much more. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and that's who we hope are our, are our fans here listening to this podcast. It's, it's not, it's not your, your, it's not your, your big time Charlies. You've already got like hundred million pound contracts with various yes. radio stations, if such things exist, and then they branch out and do a podcast, and you know, just hoik their hundreds of thousands of listeners over to their podcast. No, we are, yeah, we are the the, the minority. We are the podcast. We are the minority sports of podcasts. Is that you does that it. work? I think it we does are. now. Uh, what have you been, hey, I tell you what, I know what you've been doing, Parky. Big, big shenanigans going on in the world of Parkinson this week. Uh, well, I've, week. I've moved, Chief. I had to, yeah. had to up, up sticks and I've moved my whole life um, 15 miles down the road. He's done <laughs> as it. If people. it was worth it. He's done it. <laughs> I've, I've moved to Ramsgate. I've moved literally as far as I can in, in this north part of Kent to get as close to the European continent. It's my, it's my sort of long-term plan to to sort of kind of move across the channel Edge and then down into, into Europe where things just feel like a little bit more. Things seem to work across the continent. I've just, yeah. I've just alienated our Brexit voters. Yeah. And um, uh, Ramsgate was the first step in that journey. Ramsgate is the first step in this journey. Well, the first step, I guess, was moving out of out of London and into Herne Bay and then yeah. down down to Ramsgate. But interesting things, actually, in, in Ramsgate, Chief, as I messaged you, that we've got a, we've got a board game cafe here. Yeah, which is quite. You can, you can sit there and you can sit there and book a table for like hours and just play board games. Yeah, um, it's great. And also on the subject of house movement, I don't know if you realised, and you know maybe um, this was something I, I could have sort of spoken to the mortgage company about. Charles Schultz's uh, house uh, is up for sale at the moment. Um, right, the, the house, the house that he used to draw in. Um, yeah. I believe in it's in Sebastopol in uh, in Northern California. Uh, it's a bit more pricey th- than Ramsgate. It's, it's four million dollars. So yeah, a little um, bit more, only a bit, smidge more a than bit. Ramsgate. You could probably buy my street for that. Yes. Uh, but I'm not too sure how many fifty-year uh, cartoon opuses have been penned uh, on, no. on on this road in Ramsgate. Well, that's a bit of uh, research for you to do ahead of next week's episode. I will. I'll see which one of my neighbours could be really famous. I do not doubt you. Now, listen. Um, I had. I was. I was jazzed. I was pumped to the gills for the uh, snack segment of this show, but unfortunately, I've left it downstairs, <laughs> and I dare not risk waking up the kid. So, Parky, snack for the show. I'm going to have to leave it with you, my friend. Peanut snacks for the show. Going to eat some peanut snacks. Peanut snacks for the show. Gonna eat some peanut snacks. Oh yeah, peanut snacks on the peanut show. Gonna peanut show with the peanut snacks right now. Thanks, Chief. And for all our listeners who probably didn't understand the kind of gravity of simply walking downstairs uh, to get a tub of peanut butter from the kitchen cupboard, Chief uh, Chief sits in his loft and there's kind of like some sort of a ninja-style entry up a up a loft yeah. ladder to get up there. And once you're ensconced, I guess it's quite hard to to get out of there yeah well i at one point i was going to install like a batman pole like adam west 1966 uh but i thought a little bit tricky and then the missus said no in all seriousness she said why don't you just tie a rope up to one of the rafters one of the beams in the loft well i'm not tarzan although i quite like <laughs> the idea of it i'll be honest it's uh, easier sure. to have a superpower than to get yeah. fit yeah, yeah. But listen, um, you have got a peanut-based snack, and tell the fine people and me what it is. Well, I have, and, and it's. Um, I think we probably hoped that we'd maybe leave this for a bit longer um, right. into the uh, the twelve years of this podcast, because it seems yes. an obvious sort of peanut snack to introduce. And it is. I've got Snickers. Oh, Snickers! Now, for, formerly uh, a marathon. 
but yeah, yeah. Oh, well, obviously that was we were both going there. We were both going there. UK, we named this sucker a marathon. I say we, not wasn't me and Parky. It was uh, ne- Nestle. Is it Nestle Snickers? It's not. It's no. Mars. It's the Mars company, isn't it? Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, and it's um yeah, and it just sort of led to that old joke that everyone probably told at some point. Usually a dad, he would say, "Yeah, I can do a marathon in." 30 seconds and then he'd yeah. pull out the marathon from his pocket and yeah. proceed to eat it in 30 seconds. But I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So, so I've got a Snickers. Obviously, you know, I'm sure most of our listeners would have had a Snickers by now in their lives. Um, I, I hope so. <laughs> now, because I wasn't expecting to eat this. Yeah. Well, you don't have to eat it all, Parky, or you just have to <laughs> just have a bite and tell us what we all know. <laughs> it's That's a bit like reading do. peanuts. Yeah. Read it and then tell us what we all know. So it's been in the fridge, is what I'm going to say. So it's going to um, oh. it's going to sort of lose a few points. Is that because... a standardised thing for you, or just because it's hot outside? Absolutely not. No, it's because a it's warm outside, and b I wasn't anticipating on eating it tonight. No, so apologies. You know... Apologies on making a man eat a Snickers at ten o five p.m. <laughs> I can't wait to wake up at one a.m. with heartburn. Nightmares for Parky tonight. Just before I eat this, Chief, have you ever have you ever gone down the route and I don't know if you've ever seen the Seinfeld episode of eating chocolate bars with a knife and fork? No, I have not uh, done either of those. I haven't seen the episode and I haven't done that. But I did used to, for a period of time, kind of section off chocolate bars. So if it was a Twix, I would separate the biscuit from the caramel and chocolate. And on a Snickers, mm-hmm. I would actually try and cut that sucker in half, you know, not mm-hmm. not down the middle, but separate the top from the bottom. Mm. Well, I'm on the first bite. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have two bites. Yep. Um, You're allowed. I allow it. It's great. And it's just, just so good. Yeah. Not quite as hard as I thought it would be having come out of the fridge, yeah. which makes now, me a bit worried about how, how tomorrow tomorrow morning's milk can is going to taste. Can, are you able to taste nuts? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Seems an obvious question, but... Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, is a, the proportions... it's a Snickers nut taste, isn't it? Is the proportions correct? Would you like to see more of one thing, less of another? Or are you happy mm. with the uh, what they've done? No, no. It's perfect. I mean, this is years of refinement, isn't it, that's gone into this? Yeah. 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 The one thing I would say about the Snickers is, I mean, I mean, this is like all chocolate bars, isn't it? It's got what smaller it? over the years. It's, yeah, it's some kind of economics of scale, isn't it, where you charge the yeah. same price, but just reduce the size. Um, yeah, absolutely scary. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, that is... I'm not going to have a go at the chocolate bar itself for that. No, no, that's a different matter entirely. The Mars Corporation. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'll be on yeah. the phone to them tomorrow morning. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, and let us know the results next week. Well, you got home. You got two lots of homework there, Parky, so far today. I'll try and make it three by the end of the show. So I've got two ratings for this. Of course, I've got. <laughs> I've got. I've got to give it a rating as a peanut snack. Yes, uh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Yep. Um, as a chocolate bar, I'm going to give it eight out of ten. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, you said eight out of ten there, so just enlighten me with potentially one chocolate bar that might supersede a Snickers. Mars bar. Okay, he's done it. There it is. Right there. There it is. Done. Ten out of ten. Okay. Mars ten a day helps you work, rest, and play. That, that was the catch best. line, and they had to cancel that. <laughs> did they? But that was the yeah yeah. Did you not know that? That was the slogan. That was the advertising campaign for about ten years. A Mars a day. Helps you work, rest, and play. And then some numpty came up with the idea of putting these colour-coded nutritional things on the outside of packets. And Mars was getting reds everywhere. So they said, it doesn't help you rest at all. 
Um, no. It might not even help you work. So no, they, no. but yeah, yeah. So, but listen, uh, have you got any color coding for us? I'm guessing all oranges, all reds, and a few oranges. Uh, there isn't on the stickers bar. It, the tell where you might get them. Like if you were to buy a multi pack, or you yeah. know, like a, a pack of Snickers snack yes. size. Um, yes. Yeah, you probably get it there. But no, on okay. an individual, you've got you've just got a little bit of nutrition information on the left to tell you this right. is twelve percent of your yeah. daily calorie intake. So therefore, twelve percent sure. in the last forty-five minutes of the day. Well, I mean, could you could you on that regard? Could you potentially eat eight of those a day, and that would be a daily calorie allowance? I mean, you could, you could. Yeah, I definitely could. I mean, I, I, I mean, you would get your, your, your nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> you get your you get your calorie intake from eight a day. Now, yeah. one guy, one guy I knew, uh, he tried the Jaffa cake diet, and that's based on you're allowed seven the recommended seventy grams of saturated fat a day, and one Jaffa cake has one gram of saturated fat. So he figured I'd just eat seventy of them a day. Okay. So he tried it. I think he lasted one day. And he had seventy, <laughs> he had seventy Jaffa cakes in a day. I don't think he slept. So <laughs> I'm not surprised. And also, I mean, you'd have to eat more than seventy to get your protein amounts. I mean, you yeah. just work it off one factor, there, aren't you? I mean, imagine if he had yeah. done that as yeah, I'm going to get. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's quite a lot. But anyway, look, we're fifteen minutes in, and we haven't even discussed any kind of peanuts comic strip. But I'm having a good time. So listen, yeah. let's discuss. We are going to be talking February. 1951 and the first thing we've got to do is look at the peanuts frame count <laughs> well as we're going to talk about in a minute chief there's more than four that we've got to discuss today isn't there there's more than, the, the league the league table has, has grown the size we've got we've got some um expansion uh, we've got, we've got expansion, expansion. we've got an expansion yep. team this week yeah now of, uh, I, i'm gonna i'll let you in on a little state secret here when I was flicking through last month and I was like, oh, new character, I mistakenly got the character wrong. In my head, I thought, oh, that's Lucy. It's not yeah. Lucy at all. Mm, it's young yeah. Violet. Young, young Violet, Violet Grey. Yeah. But, she, you know, she does, you know, she's bears a resemblance to Lucy. It's an easy But an now, easy does she, she doesn't stick around, though, I'm guessing. Cause... She's around for a while. I think she disappears in, like, maybe the 60s. So, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in the period of peanuts, you know, she's in it for what, about forty yeah. percent of the time, I think. But um, yeah, right. I, I don't because, believe she's uh, in know, it for long. She's. I, you know, hands up. I probably prior to starting this podcast, I don't reckon I'd read really any fifties or sixties peanut strips. I, I'm a seventies onward. Can't you show me the seventies onward strips, and I'll probably a lot of them will be familiar to me. But fifties and sixties, this is all new to me. Yeah, I, th I think, and I think, I think um, if if people are like, you know, a lot of people are honest, it's, it's probably quite similar, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm exactly the same. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've I've seen these a lot of these these peanuts, uh, this this era peanuts in the past, but I've never gone through it at this level. And yeah, definitely the ones I'm most familiar with, you know, you know, the Linus and the Schroders and yes, all those characters, exactly. the peppermint patties, and but this is great, just being able to go back and sort of like yeah. kind of you know meet these meet these new meet these new people so so violet's in in this week's frame count mix so yeah what are you going to yeah. go with as your well, i'm the chuck week? chucksters one again chucksters cementing his position at the top mate this week charlie brown has like he is just he's like the invincibles this is this is an incredible i think this is so 
He's in 83 of the frames. And here's, here's another little fact about this. Get in he's there, in the, Charlie. He's in the first 28 frames. Every single one of them. Yeah. Um, so a week's worth. You get yourself a week's, a week's worth. worth of Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't fail. So yeah. And number number two, who are you going with, Chief? Oh well, that's uh, that's tough. It's. I mean, she's in it quite a bit, Violet. She is in it quite a bit. I'm doing. Uh, yeah, Violet. Why not? Violet is not number two. It's it's. No, Patty. I didn't say Violet. Patty is what I said. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Patty number two. My, my, my damn headphones. Well, like yeah. to be honest, Chief, like. Charlie Brown is so far out in front that the other four, there's only nine frames separate them. Right. And, and okay. Patty is in second place on 28. So that is a well, huge gap between first I'll, and second. I'll go with Shermie then for three. Shermie three, yep. No, sorry. <laughs> Snoopy is, is uh, third. Ooh, 26. Snoopy's. Okay, then Shermie, then Violet. No, it's then Violet no, on 23. No. And then Sh- Chief, you've had a disaster Awful. this week. You'd, you'd, you'd think a man who's about to discuss a month's worth of comic strips would uh, would know a bit better, but there you go. To be fair, but as I say, not nine, nine frames separated um, second yep. from fifth there, and almost 60, or more than 60, from first and second. So yep. it's And this is the shortest month of the year. I mean, this is incredible stuff. Oh, it's, it's absolute wild scenes. Now, <laughs> probably the most, probably the most out, outrageous frame count we're going to have. Yes, yeah. Yes. Well, there's only one man who can tell me about that every month, and that's you, because I'm not doing that uh, number crunching. Uh, I love it. So, so uh, listen, there are this month we get the new character, like you say, and we'll talk about that because she plays, you know, a pivotal role in quite a few of these strips. Uh, we get some mm. revisiting of of familiar gags from Charles Schultz. He's kind of there's a couple I've highlighted here where oh he's done that thing before, you know, yep. repeating. And then there's one or two where he's playing around with the form as well, trying new things. So it's quite a, a varied strip. But I want to go in straight away with the 2nd of February, the second strip of the month. And oh, I thought I knew the answer, but it's yet more who owns Snoopy confusion. Because panel one, Snoopy's walking along. Charlie Brown is not happy. He's frowning at him. Go home, Snoopy. Go home. Panel two. They've stopped, and he's pointing at Snoopy, bending down, says, Go home, I say. Stop following me. Pe- uh, Patty in the background, question mark, comes over. Panel three says to Charlie Brown, He's not following you. He lives in that direction. Panel four, Charlie Brown's now got the Snoopy kind of ice rink shaded out uh, bubble. Uh, Snoopy smiling. So, <laughs> of course, Snoopy's following you, Charlie Brown, because he's going home, because you're going home, you fool. But is yeah. he? don't know does charlie brown not think snoopy lives there just more confusion in the ranks it's it's really confusing isn't it like you know it's yeah it i mean we all like, know the answer we all know the answer Snoopy, but but do we but do we <laughs> i love that we're making a thing of this we do know it's the like, answer but like it's like it's, it's just like the evolution isn't it it's like what is what yeah. is charles schultz doing why is why is he oh, he's He's putting me in the Bermuda Triangle here, Schultz. But he's playing with my emotions. Again, he, he he foresaw this podcast and he just wanted to give us something to talk about. Yeah. I will say on that fourth frame where you got the, you know, the, the where I, I spoke at length about the, the shading in this bubble and what it meant, yes. and that was completely wrong. It's clearly it's clearly a curse, isn't it? He's, Charlie Brown's clearly cursing, and it's just a way of expressing a curse rather than some artistic way of drawing yes. uh, a hole in the ice. Yeah. Well, I just but, yeah. also want to point out here on the fifth of February. Charlie Brown's sitting at a very low table. Um, <laughs> Comedy furniture I, I again. Don't don't particularly want to discuss the strip, but it's just a very low table. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's like a kid's table, I guess. But like even so, I yeah. mean, is, is it like he's got a chair? You wouldn't think he'd need a chair. For oh, he's table. got a very low chair. Very low chair. Well, to be fair, if he didn't have a chair, the table would be at neck height yeah. and no one wants to eat food at neck height. But he's also got very short legs. He really does. And a big head. <laughs> and a, he's got a very big head. <laughs> he's got head. a big head. He's got I've big never thought... i tell you what, you've, you've nailed something there that I've never in four... You know, I've probably been aware of peanuts for 35, 40 years... And this is the first time I've ever actually seen it. My brain's comprehended. All these characters have got massive heads. They've all got massive heads. I've never yes. actually considered that before. It's the size of their body. I mean, well, Why almost, have they got such least. big heads? Why have I not seen that before? Anyway, that's wild. Um, it is wild. It is wild. What else, what, what else tickled your fancy this month, Chief? Well, t- talking of tickling my fancy, my two favourite gags uh, happen on the 6th of February, which is... Charlie Brown is dressed up as a cowboy and he's firing a, a toy gun. Uh, he's going bang, 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 panel two. Bang, 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 bang. Panel three, Shermie's turned up. And what's he wearing? Like some medieval jousting outfit there. I don't know. Uh, but then Charlie Brown's like, I'm running out of ammunition. And Shermie's like, what do you mean? Panel four, Charlie Brown, my throat's getting sore. I like, I'm a big fan of that gag. I like that because I like it. It, it's, it's something that Charlie Brown has actually thought about so he's it's a clever gag on his part as a four-year-old and then the other gag i really liked was on the 24th uh okay violet is sitting down and she's making some some pies and she said these are very special mud pies i've sprinkled them with coconut next panel charlie brown's coming along smile on his face mm. here charlie brown have a mud pie pardon my fingers says violet Panel three, Charlie Brown's eaten one. He's screwed up his face. He's gone, fooey, this tastes awful. And you're thinking, yes, yeah, because it's a mud pie, you clown. No, <laughs> panel four, Charlie Brown. I'm sorry, Violet. I just don't like coconut. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that got me. I didn't see that coming. I actually, that actually got me, that gag. As someone who didn't like desiccated coconut until went into his 20s, and I'm still not, oh, right. not sure I am a fan of it. I'd okay. probably agree with Charlie Brown at this stage. <laughs> right. Of my, um, st- my, my yeah, taste bud development that mud yeah. would probably taste marginally better than desiccated coconut. Yeah, yeah. But there yeah, you go. Yeah. Any, any, yeah. any, any ones that you um, were a fan of? Yeah. So, gag point of view? Like, I, I, I really kind of like there was, um, for me, despite the fact that um, she has a much smaller frame count um, this month than she, she has done and obviously much smaller than Chuck's. I think I think like Patty's for me steals steals my attention this month with a, with right. a, just a couple of things. We, we've spoken before about her her sort of um, her her kind of fe- I guess feminist streak really, or her sort of at least you know her wanting women to be empowered and the, yep. you know kind of raising the importance of of women with with these sort of like young boys. And the first uh, the first of these, I mean, there's four in three days that are kind of similar theme. The first one is on the 9th of February, uh, where she's um, with Shermie, frame one, Shermie's on the left facing right, Patty's on the right facing left, and Shermie says, men are better than women, and then Patty says, they are not, and then Shermie says, Jefferson was a man, Washington was a man, Lincoln was a man, and then on the third frame, we got Patty pointing straight back at Shermie, and she says, your mother is a woman, and then Shermie sort of kind of hand on uh chin in hand and says oh you got me that was uh and this is kind of they've yep, had a few yep. of, she's had a few of these in recent previous months 
Um, and then two, two days later, again, it's Patty talking to Shermie. I think Shermie has a bit of a, a problem here with the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're both sitting down and Patty is on the left looking right. Shermie is on the right looking left. And Patty says, you heard what I said. Second frame. And she's stood up now. And you don't forget it either. Third frame. Shermie's turned away facing left. Um, looking a bit sorry for himself as Patty's probably raising her voice and says, you better treat me with more respect. And then in the fourth frame, she says, someday I may be somebody's mother. <laughs> the day after, it's, it's Patty again, this time with Charlie Brown. And they're both looking, they're both, uh, P -P Patty's on the left of the frame, Charlie Brown's on the right. They're both looking out of frame to the right. Charlie Brown says, well, look who's coming. And then he says, this man's best friend. And sort of Snoopy appears in between Patty and Charlie Brown and then Charlie Brown disappears in the third frame and we're just left with Snoopy and Patty and then Patty says man's best friend eh and then she kind of turns around sternly looks at Snoopy and says what's wrong with women yeah and so yeah she she's really got this um yeah this sort of strong sense and it's kind of you know we, we I think we've spoken possibly off off air before just about you know the uh, what you know kind of the, the kind of the background America in which Charles Schultz was was writing these cartoons and this is like 1951 and you know what from what i remember i did a bit of feminism in, in american my american studies course yep. and like post kind of like during during the second world war you know where men were, were going off to fight on the front line and you know the the sort of the number of women who entered the workforce was was had grown <coughs> quite considerably and then sort of remained post-war but then kind of as, as, as it drifted like towards the 1950s and early 1950s like like a female participation in the workforce declined and and sort of america returned a wee bit to this kind of this sort of um the, the sort of standard gender roles and you kind of see this america like the like a post-war america was it is kind of like a real kind of conservative era it's a time of like huge amounts of wealth um, yeah. american economy was growing exponentially you see this big kind of like suburban areas grew up you know anyone who's seen back to the future where, where marty goes back to like the old sort of like where the new levitt town's being yeah, built yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah. and it's, it's those sorts of like suburban places white flight out of the cities and yeah it's kind of like the role of the housewife you see i think the rise of the little blue pill mother's little helper i think they used to call it and i think right. that's what kind of what stuck struck me actually about patty's sort of kind of yeah kind of you know pro-women sort of feminist speeches here were the fact that even though, you know, she's sticking up for women, she's also kind of, you know, she's got that kind of, she's talking about women as mothers rather than about, you know, as workers or, or, or anything else. So that just yeah. kind of just sort of kind of struck me and got me got me thinking a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. You kind of you kind of get also on the 26th of February is you get a, a long running gag along the lines of female power, which was clearly a funny but truism in 1951 and is still a funny but truism in 2023 because Lucy's bending over Charlie uh, sorry Violet is bending over Charlie Brown she says let's play house Charlie Brown Charlie Brown stands up then Violet says I'll be the mother you be the father then she follows him in panel three you'll have to do everything I tell you then in panel four Charlie Brown says do we have to be so realistic <laughs> so you know clearly in 1951 and then 52 years later everyone knows that the females are actually the ones in charge running the show the worm that turned like the yeah movies. yeah the worm that oh that's amazing the worm that turned <laughs> the um yeah you know what whilst we've got i think while we got we got on the subject of patty and like she also kind of shows her 
her insecurities as well. And there's, there's two frames or two strips here which re- reminded her of, her of her insecurities was when I think it's, yeah, it's the... Did you notice, Chief, in this month that the date isn't always written on the fourth frame? Sometimes it moves back, I think, third. And I think once I even saw it in the second frame. Um, Parky with the perception there. <laughs> it's meant this struggle to try and find what date I'm on. But actually, I've got no excuse here because this one is on the fourth frame. But anyway, it's the it's the 3rd of February. We've got Patty, Shermie and Charlie Brown all in the first frame. Uh, Patty looks, uh, she's sitting on the, on the, the curb. She doesn't look happy. Shermie says, what's wrong, Patty? Um, and Patty replies saying, you boys don't love me. You never fight over me. And then you see the two of them start in a, in a good old kind of scrap with the kind of like the mud lines around them and yep. in, a, in a bit of a fight. And then Charlie Brown's like, how's this? What a battle. What a struggle. Actually, the speech bubbles could be coming from either of them. And then in the, the final frame, Patty says, that was fine. I feel much better now. And both, yeah. both the lads are kind of comically, I love the way Shermie's comically drawn here with his feet, feet in the feet air, in the air. exhausted. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's a great one. And then there's another one where, where Patty asks, this is on the, um, this is on the, uh, the 14th. Actually, it's Valentine's Day. There you go. On the 14th yes. where Patty asks Charlie Brown, do you think I'm beautiful, Charlie Brown? And Charlie Brown says, uh-oh. And then Patty says, well, you'll have to admit that you're getting on in years. Um, and then Charlie Brown then adds, of course, I sort of half close my, if I sort of half close my eyes. And then like in a, in a, in a nod to last month's, Chuck's month of spunk he kind of runs yep. off laughing Patty's sort of running after him um, but yeah just another one of kind of another frame of showing Patty's kind of insecurity there yeah I like um, that one because that that's another uh, example of Schultz returning to a previous thing because I'm sure he's had Charlie Brown running off saying I get my laughs I'm sure that is a line that Charlie Brown yeah. has used maybe even last month so yeah like it was yeah said, definitely I think it's one or two of them or at least one of them he's running off and then another one I think wasn't he having his all-day sucker and he said That's something right. and she she pushed him into the snow but yeah he's 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 still in prankster mode there he so is. yes yeah. yes uh two yeah. two i wanted to have a quick look at and actually we haven't really spoken about quick let's speak about violet so she's come into the strip almost as a potential love interest for charlie brown whereas yeah. we had previously seen patty and Shermie potentially there but then Patty was trying to make Shermie jealous with Charlie Brown in a couple of strips, but maybe it's almost like we're getting some pairing off here. Shermie and Patty, Charlie Brown and Violet, but Charlie Brown and Violet, you can almost from the off feel like it's not going to go Charlie Brown's way <laughs> if if that's his intentions. You know, he wants to carry her books and she's not having any of it, and then he, he comes over and he wants to lend her all his stuff. Um, she's like, just be Charlie Brown. And he's like, oh, you always expect too much of a guy. So... I'm not too sure where that dynamic is going to go, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of another interesting twist there. But two I want to speak of is, again, another revisiting gag, which is on the 15th of February. And Charlie Brown's in the bath. We've seen him in the bath before. Remember last month where he's like, I love baths, blah, 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 especially when there's no water and he gets out and he's got fully clothes on. And he took that last panel, he he tells the reader, here, he's, he's chucking a duck over his shoulder and he says, Ducks! Then next panel, he chucks a boat over his shoulder and he says, boats. The next one, he chucks a swan over his shoulder. He shouts, swans. And the fourth panel, stares right at the reader and says, I didn't catch that. Oh, Could Siri. Siri does not catch that. I'm not trying again, Siri, no. <laughs> uh, panel four, uh, he looks straight at the reader and says, great Scott, can't a man take a bath with any privacy? And that's a double <laughs> gag because 
very clever. All these things were in his bath, and he wanted a peaceful bath. But he's also looking at the reader when he says, "Can't a man take a bath in privacy?" Because we are also intruding, breaking that fourth wall, viewing him having a bath. So yeah. Schultz is up to all kinds of clever storytelling here. He, he is, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's it's like this, you know. There's no one else in the bathroom with him. He's obviously like. You know, when, when I was a kid, like your mum would stick you in the bath, you'd see there with a couple of toys, and then your mum would go downstairs and I'd like, have 20 minutes peace to herself while you played, yeah. with, played with your G.I. Joe. Um, wants to see where the bubbles are coming from. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's clearly Big got no one, yeah, no one else to speak to there. And yeah, yeah, so he's speaking, he's speaking to the audience. I just, yeah. um, just on just a, a reference on, on, the, um, on his frown there, like this is a bit of. Um, a bit of a, a Charlie Frown month. There's quite a few incidents right. where he uh, where he got a bit angry. You know, where he, he kicked the radio. I think in one in one month, one day on the 21st of February, he kicks the radio That's um, right. because he gets mad at no programming. Um, he gets mad at Patty because she asks him to open his mouth, and then he sort of like inquires whether he's feeling ill. Um, and she says, oh, "I was just looking for my lost ball." And you see that he's got a frown there at the end of it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of frowning here uh, 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 from Charlie Brown. Yeah, we um, should. I, I normally do a, a Charlie Brown smile percentage, and I haven't done it, but I should have done a frown count here because the frown, the frown yeah. count would have been quite high, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, I might yeah. do that. I might do that. But uh, the the only other one I was going to speak about is another one where Charles, Charles Schultz is playing with the form of of and the context, not the context, but the form of the medium of sequential comic strip storytelling and it's on the 19th of february and this is a, it's another frown it's a charlie brown frown moment it's a, frown. <laughs> it's a charlie brown frown moment is how do we do, anachronize that c b f m no it doesn't sound good we need, we, some, we'll we need a vowel it, in there we need a vowel in there somewhere we're thinking something um and he's charlie brown is frowning uh, and he says hey who let this dog in even though it looks like they're outside pretend well does it yeah, because he looks like he's... I don't know. Anyway, uh, panel two, they, they've stopped. Patty's now with Snoopy, and she says, what do you mean, who let this dog in? Question mark. And then panel three, she is now shouting at Charlie Brown, who's shrunk down to miniature size, and she says, he's got a right to be in here. Who do you think you are? Then panel four, back to normal. Charlie Brown says, all right, don't look so triumphant. So... The, the the strip is nothing much of a strip apart from that third panel where Schultz has taken the view of much like you see the old Hanna Barbera cartoons or the War the Looney Tunes where when a character's being kind of shouted at or reprimanded they kind of shrink down in size metaphorically almost yeah yeah, um, yeah. and here I hope it's something that Schultz doesn't do too much of because it just really threw me out of the reading rhythm almost <laughs> did it oh I, what, are you what, a fan I, I sort of quite like it because it's it, it's um for me it's you know he's there's not really much going on in the background and so he, he he's sort of kind of i guess sticking to those two ideas of form but a but you know but also kind of bringing in a new kind of like emotion this kind of emotion of like you, being made to feel small by someone sort of shouting at you so yes. i kind of yeah i'm not opposed to it at the moment okay. i might grow to dislike it grow right. to dislike okay. it. what i will what i will say i've just got a couple more sort of um, yeah, sort of things to to bring up before we can uh, before we can close that the, the, the size there that you're just talking about like you know is, is shrinkage i don't know if you you'd noticed that like how um how much schultz by this by this point 
is filling up each frame with 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 these these kids and the and what's going on in the story just just if you can if you've got the book in front of you yeah, go, on, go, um, on. go back to october the 2nd 1950 and just look at look at the drawings there you, you know this is i mean we're, we're what four months on and just yes. look at the development in the drawings like you know there's yeah. um that the 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 kids are much smaller in the pit in the frames you know look at i guess was it uh it's the one where the uh Shermy and charlie brown are standing by the sign watch sign. out for children watch out for I mean, children how small yeah, they yeah. There in that frame and then just kind of flick back to to um to the 21st yeah, of february right. and and it's just they've got so much bigger anyway that's the sort of kind of one one observation i had so like you know just you bringing up there the size of size of charlie brown in that frame kind of just just reminded me of that there's a couple yeah. of other yeah just a couple of other points the first one i just wanted to mention was the violin he's playing the violin um this is on the 16th of february yep. he's playing the violin to snoopy in the first and second he's clearly sounds terrible snoopy's kind of like looking angry or almost perplexed perplexedly angry or ang angrily perplexed in the first one yep. he's yep. then trying to cover his ears in the second um, both of them look exhausted in the third and then Charlie Brown says do you think that I could have had anything to do with the death of Beethoven which I found out quite amusing um, it's yeah. also you know we, we kind of see here that you know Charlie Brown was the in all of Peanuts you think that the lover of Beethoven is Schroeder and actually you know the first the first person we see who loved Beethoven was Charlie Brown yeah and, right you know I know from having read that Charles Schultz biography was when he was little he used to go around to Shermie Plepler's house um, where his I think his mum was a pianist and Shermie actually was a was a, a became a violin player and quite a, a good violin player so there's kind of a nod there to Schultz's real life and the other thing <laughs> just sort of kind of like looking at visual gags I'm not sure if you picked up on this was um the the way the way Charlie Brown sits when he's talking to Violet it really made me laugh and I'd never noticed this before so if you go to the 22nd of February He's right. got this kind of um, frame right. three. He's got this kind of, you know, draw me, like one of, draw me like one of your French girls' slouches, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Like he's all rancho relaxo. Look at him. Um, uh, Twenty, the day after, the twenty third of February, frame four again. He's doing exactly the same thing. Oh, you know, yeah. Violet sitting up and sh um, Charlie Brown's putting out the vibe. But oh, he's schmoozing there. He is totally schmoozing. And then I did see. I'm pretty sure I saw Shermy doing it with pat uh with patty i'll have to i'll have to i'll have to find that anyway i wanted to look back to see whether this had been done before and it, there was actually last month there was a as a scene where charlie brown is with uh with patty and it's on the 27th of january where he's uh he lost a penny underneath the chair and he's looking to see okay, as a flashlight yes, yes. and he's he can't go up in the attic but frame three he's he's chatting to patty and he's got the same sort of yeah kind of rancho relaxo like yeah. on his side, legs crossed over, sort of vibe. It's yeah, um, great not how you would imagine Parkey. Charlie Brown to sit. Yeah. <laughs> Parky is uh, is reinvigorating his journalistic skills here after I slammed him down a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> oh, I deserve, so. I deserve to be slammed down. Anyway, <laughs> and I had, I've had a quick peek at next month, and it, it looks a good, looks another corker. Well, I, I had a super quick peek just then, and all I can say is I think we get our first baseball strip. <sighs> Dying which for will it. Be exciting times I'm ahead for, for sure i hope you're not lying chief i hope you're not no, lying. I'm, i wouldn't do that to a fellow peanuts man <laughs> uh, 
So, Lisa, you can be one of the great people who has already got in contact with us. I know one. Why don't you be the first to send us an email? It's wetalkpeanuts at gmail.com. We'll give you a shout-out live on the air. It won't be live because it's recorded, but you know what I mean. Uh, hit us up there or hit us up on Talking Peanuts on the Instagram. I've been sadly lacking there. I need to get that back up in shape. We've got a Twitter account as well, which is also Talking Peanuts. Is that correct? No, it's not. Is it not Talking called nuts. Twitter anymore? I'm, is it now something called X? It's X, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Talk, talking at Talking Nuts on X or, you know, the artist yeah. formerly known as Twitter. And also Peanuts Museum, if you're still listening or if you haven't, if it's the first episode, you know, Parky's doing some good work here. He's putting the groundwork in, so maybe you want to compensate us as well or swing it's some like... work our way. Yeah. Um, Mars Company, we eat, we eat Snickers all the time. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a lie. Snickers. That's not a lie. <laughs> Parky gave it eight out of ten. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. A selection pack, a Mars selection pack. Always had to have a Snickers in, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. You if know. you want to send one of those our way, Mars, uh, we'll, we'll graciously accept, uh, gracefully accept that. And graciously, <laughs> both. Uh, but listen, that has been it for episode five of Talking Nuts. The weeks are flying by, Parky. We're really well are. on our way into this 12 and a half year journey. Let's hope one of us... Let's hope one of us doesn't die before we finish this. That'll be one of the crimes against humanity. Well, if I start, have to start eating 12 Snickers a day, yeah. um, you know, at least I might have to sort of kind of, you know, level up yeah. my diabetes. At one point, we will have to start looking at the nutritional content of our food uh, as we get closer to the end of this saga so that we do finish it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah that is very true. Dr- dry yeah. peanuts, monkey nuts. <laughs> the last monkey four years, nuts. it's just going to be monkey nuts reviews. Yeah. Yeah, I do like a monkey nut, I'll be honest with you. Love a monkey nut. I love I love that you have to work for it. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. It's like a it's like a uh, a working man's pistachio, really. <laughs> it's like a, it's a better it's a better it's a better um better taste than a pistachio as well. Yeah. Apart from an ice cream. I've never had peanut flavour ice cream. Peanuts mm. on ice cream. And that's yeah. you know, that's something else. Um yeah. crushed nuts. Yeah. Who doesn't love crushed nuts? Oh everyone, surely. If you don't, <laughs> I don't want to know you. But listen, that okay. has been it for us for this week. You can catch us same Peanuts time, same Peanuts channel next week. But for now, I am the Chief saying goodbye. Goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Parky. Take care, everyone. See you later. Good grief. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts. Peanuts for us. Peanuts. Get on the bus, these are the nuts, the peanuts for us. Charles Schultz was a man with a vision, drawing comic strips was his mission. And peanuts soon became a newspaper thing, so hot, harder than a chicken wing. It's all about little kids and the hijinks, we're gonna pull back the curtain and have a glimpse. So grab a drink and some chocolate sprinkled donuts, we're gonna talk about this strip called Peanuts. Peanuts, get on the bus, these are the nuts. Peanuts for us, peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts, the peanuts for us and us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the nuts, peanuts for us. Peanuts, get on the bus. These are the peanuts, peanuts, peanuts for us.